introducing yourself to the people that may not know who you are, what you do. Do for sure. First, I want to say thank you for this opportunity. But um, I go by Benji, elongated. It's Benji Nouveau. Um, and hey, I'm an artist, a relatively unknown artist, but I'm making it slowly but surely. I'm a technical sales specialist, so the day job is still up and running. And I'm currently living at home with my parents. So I'm plotting on a different kind of uh, situation, uh, which is like going independent. Right. But that's a little like high level scope. <laughs> well, first of all, I want to say I appreciate you pulling up. I've been a huge admirer and fan of your art. I think your music is amazing. I said that off camera. I say it off camera whenever <laughs> we communicate. And uh, I just want to say it on the podcast so that other people do it, go and check it out and, and really see, you know, the elements that you put on display because you, you approach your art from a very personal level. It's not, it's not a it may be a representation. And again, I'm kind of you know, assuming from an outside perspective, you could uh, help clarify, but from my perspective, it's really personal. It's a representation of where you are at, where you are in life, like mm -hmm. where your head's at. Mm -hmm. And we saw that with, you know, or I, I observed that with the previous tracks, like Wrong Things, which mm -hmm. was kind of under a different name. You know, I observed that it was a different vibe than what you're putting out now. And what you're putting out now is more spiritual in a way and kind of therapeutic for me, for me personally, because when I listen to it, I really, I can sense, you know, I can really feel what you're feeling and I can relate to certain elements and I go through that whole process and then at the end of it, the sort of nature of the way the song ends really portrays how you've come out of that therapeutic moment. So if you want to touch on, you know, that transition and how things have, uh, have evolved for you as an artist. Bro. You've stumped me first, like, I really appreciate everything you just said. You know, it's really affirming. And you know, sometimes you think you're in it alone, I think as an artist, just, just kind of doing it by yourself and for yourself. But I kind of transitioned into a period where I'm trying to take care of the listener. Um, and that's kind of approaching the art with a certain delicacy. Like me, I know I'm a delicate human and I see it with my parents or with my friends. And I think we're all um, very vulnerable, but we show it in different ways. But I try to get as vulnerable I can with the music because in that way it allows it to resonate a little bit more. And just like you said, like every song is like a phase or like a bookmark in my life. I keep it really personal. Like my family will even say, you know, this is something you could put in a journal. And some of those don't get out because they're right. But um, I've always thought like I even had an Instagram, like it was like an open journal, right? So it's really just like an open journal and to know that other people can appreciate it and relate to it. I mean, I just know we're all kind of going through the same thing sometimes. And if I can uplift somebody with a sound or a message or help them feel more empowered after listening to it, that's all I want to do. It's a beautiful thing, man. Um, let's get into so, sort of the other aspects of you as a human that maybe some of the listeners could relate to uh, whether it's your you know struggle with mental health I feel like that's a very important topic that um, through conversation can uplift other people and make them realize that they're not alone in whatever it is that they're going through so you know I've kind of been open um, to some degree in sharing my bouts with mental health I've gone through 
periods of depression, I feel like I'm always depressed. You know, when I hear people saying that they've gone out of depression, I can't relate to that. Mm. I have never seen that. I've seen my depression improve, but I've never experienced coming out of it. Like that sort of aspect where, you know, the person feels normal. I personally haven't experienced that. So for me personally, I have mentioned this or talked about this before that I've done certain things in my life to minimize the effects of depression. And um, I'm curious to hear, you know, your sort of journey with that. Thank you for being so vulnerable. Yeah, no problem. I feel for you. I feel for you big time because, you know, you can get into these bouts of depression, seasons of depression, Mm -hmm. where kind of who you are is defined by how you feel. And if you can't change how you feel, um, you feel stuck, right? And like, it's Groundhog Day every day, and I've definitely had long bouts of depression. And, you know, if there's anything in this conversation that helps you see a little bit more light, well, let's pray for that. Let's hope for that because I think, if, if anything, like if it's a art in music to be therapeutic, I try to be therapeutic in the way I speak and take care of people and how I talk um, because I care, man. I care about how you feel, and I want to always give somebody the, their own um, element of expression, and I, I respect that. So you just opened up a lot, and thank you for opening that topic. Because yeah, of course, man. I think I think it's super important for for anybody listening because from the outside, when when I was going through the worst sort of um, the worst phase of depression, let's say when you know anxiety, depression, all those things, I would look at people that were doing more than I was doing, and I would think, well, the only reason why they're able to do more is because they're not in this situation. Mm-hmm. When in reality, I was explaining to myself why I wasn't doing more, why I was letting those bouts of depression hold me back from doing things and becoming the person that I knew I could become, right? And again, I think I've mentioned this before in one of these episodes, but I'll I'll reiterate it, um, especially while you're here, so we can kind of bounce back and forth. But, you know, working out, having an outlet of expression, just like the one we, we both have in our respects, right? I have the podcast, you have music, art, and um, I feel like that is super important for anybody that's going through that to have, mm-hmm. to have an outlet where you can truly express how you feel because when you're depressed, you may not be able to truly express how you feel. Any minor sort of setback or any minor uh, rejection towards your truest expression can make you go further down that path of depression. Mm-hmm. So it's really difficult. and. Um, you know, I, I want to I hear your sort of uh, thought on, or your thoughts on how these outlets have helped you mm-hmm. in a therapeutic way or however they have. Mm-hmm. Big time. Big time in terms of working out, getting sun, having art, coloring, and then always treating life as a channel through which I can express myself. Um, and it comes out during, with the music. And I think it allows me to be in a, like a consistent, fluid state. So if I have a bout of negativity, it's going to come out some way or another because I'm always expressing. You know, if it comes out in a dark art, that's how it comes out. But I kind of relieve myself of it. If it comes out in a dark song, same deal. Um, But I like how you said outlets because I think just being open to having an outlet first will set you way apart just from your internal struggles because let's just talk frankly. 
a lot of times somebody's outlet might be social media, right? Right. Um, but that's not an outlet, in my opinion. That's an input, and it's not a very positive one. So if that's your constant input, especially while you're going through depression, you don't really give yourself space to grow. So I went through that big time. I can't tell you how many times in my life I've deleted Instagram. And I resent that I have to use it now because I wish I didn't have to. Mm -hmm. um, that just goes down to like having to portray yourself. Um, but if I know I have to do it and I try to do it special or as authentic as possible, but I still resent it. Um, That's an interesting path to go down. The conversation of social media and how it impacts the mental health of people because there's two sides of the equation, right? Where you could be looking at Instagram and feeling even more depressed, worse about your situation, bad about your self-image, whatever it is. Or you could look at it as a form of escaping that exact feeling. So, again, that depends on the person. And, um, you know, it, it's interesting, man. I wish I could delete, in, delete Instagram as well. But, unfortunately, it's necessary to amplify whatever it is that you're doing. And... There's still, there's still categories uh, within Instagram that you can fall into. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever category that you align with best or whatever is the truest sort of, or closer to the truest form of yourself, you can fall into that category and, and embrace it and not really worry about the other ones. Because we see, we see the Instagram models, right? We see the artists on Instagram. We see the content creators. We see the bullshit motivational people. I say bullshit because there's a lot of bullshit and some authentic, real, whatever. Um, but it's just interesting, man, how it's such a big part of society and, and people now. You kind of just have to be on Instagram. Mm. And I like how you brought up the span of kind of all the different facets of who you can be on Instagram. And that's just touching on a few, right? Yeah. But I think the way you feel about Instagram or the way you post is defined by your ultimate intentions for what you're doing. And I think that can be kind of subconscious for a lot of people where you're not really thinking about what you're doing on Instagram, but deep down your intention might just be to gratify yourself, to make yourself look a certain way, or even to amplify yourself, right? Right. But if you don't use social media like intentionally, I think you can get lost in a space where um, just a matrix, right? Where you don't know what's affecting you. You don't know why you're responding a certain way, but you are. Um, I feel like we could talk about social media a lot, but I, I just remember a specific time in college I deleted it because I was really comparing myself a lot. And I felt, I guess, a little like a minority in college because I was. Right. Um, so I already felt like kind of small, right? And I see all these other things going on in college. I'm not gonna name them, but we know what they are. Um, and I just felt less about myself. In college is the first time I ever experienced depression. And um, so I dealt with that in many different ways. And I just know that when I have to leave the Instagram in the past, I grow more because that's space and time. And I don't know about you, but I get those screen activity reports on a daily basis. And if it goes up, I'm like, up. Oh. Hopefully it was for a good reason, right? Right. But I don't know if I didn't have to use Instagram. I just hope there's another platform that feels more authentic that comes out in the upcoming years or year or month, hopefully. Mm -hmm. But um, you got to do what you got to do right now yeah. if you're trying to put something out into the world. Absolutely. And, you know, in regards to the platform, that might just be a human nature problem. 
because any platform that comes out will be clouded by certain elements of human nature that, you know, um, promote or exaggerate the, 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 the notions that lead to some people being depressed, where, you know, whenever you have humans clouding anything, you will have those variations, you will have those hierarchies where whether it's an internalized feeling of being lower on the hierarchy or whether it's a, an actual sort of metric that is being used by the people higher on the hierarchy to determine where you stand, whatever it is, it's just part of human nature. And I think a lot of, you know, a lot of this ties into just how you feel on a regular basis, like how you, or how strong your mind is. I don't know. It's um, it's too complicated for us to really like dive into because I'm personally not as knowledgeable as I would like to be in terms of like how human beings really behave. But we can only speak from our experiences, so you know, it's, uh, it's definitely interesting. Though. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, well, how about we drop that topic for now? We can move on, man. Hop um, on a tangent. So we can kind of segue, like, we are what we repeatedly do, right? Absolutely. So if something is causing us to do less in a way that's detrimental to our lives, um, you got to be able to recognize that as quickly as possible. But human nature allows us to all come to a certain, like, enlightenment in our life at different stages. And, like, sometimes you just, like you've mentioned before, you kind of realize I am capable Dude, one day I realized that I was incapable and I even started my own podcast a long time ago. But it just kind of, I just transitioned into wanting to do it in music. Right. But that was after going through a long period of depression. But I realized, like, one good way to get out of depression is through expression. Because you're relieving yourself of whatever is weighing you down. Um, and so, dude, right now, it's been a little while since I felt depressed. But I can recognize it every time I see it. Because right. if, even if I recognize it today, I don't give it the gravity to affect me. I don't validate that that's who I am. Because sometimes it feels like a choice. And it hasn't always felt like that for me, given to the subconscious mind. But now I think through meditation and whatnot, I've allowed myself to become a little bit more intentional about the thoughts I choose to um, water, like a seed, right, not water. Right, right. Um, and like a little thing, I'm trying to create uh, constructive cyclical thinking, right? And that means that when I could doubt or when I could um, be uncomfortable with the unknown, I'll reframe and I'll retract back to a certain wonderment about the unknown or an affirmation for myself. So like every time I uh, feel negative and I like quickly like reframe, feel good about it, I count that as a W, man. Absolutely so, is. If I'm counting W's on a daily basis, I'm affirming for myself that I'm winning. Because a lot of times, we think about human nature, if you're surviving, especially in a day like this, and you keep on pushing on, you're winning. And I don't think we give ourselves enough credit, especially now in a pandemic, that if you're pushing on, you know, you might not be able to stay positive, but you're pushing on despite negativity, you're winning. So like, if, if somebody's listening right now, and they can reframe something negative about their lives, into something positive where you just need to remind yourself that hey I'm surviving right now count that W <laughs> no, you're absolutely. winning 100% I love the way that you framed that and, and uh, you know it, that really requires mental toughness and control over your mind I feel like that's the more important aspect of it 
you know, developing that control over your mind is the ultimate game because your mind will tell you things and if you believe it, if you believe your own mind, you can go down a dark path, a dark road. And, um, you know, I, I like the way you frame that, but let's get into how you developed the ability to sort of control your mind a little bit better. Mm. That sort of habit, that cyclical habit thing you mentioned, you know, how do you, what are you doing to develop that control over your mind? Mm. The first thing, and I can't stress this enough, is meditation. And that's for me, I can only speak from my experience. But if I meditate 20 minutes a day, three times a day, I feel uplifted. I feel like I'm operating at a higher frequency. And I can even put it frankly, I already said frankly, um, it puts you above your experience. Not that it's beneath you, but if you're kind of floating throughout your day a little bit, and you can distance yourself from something that might have swayed you yesterday, simply because you, you retreat to your own awareness of your situation. Um, being aware is like the ultimate flex you can have, I think, um, because it allows you to kind of be on a pedestal in terms of, if, it's almost like that movie Inside Out. I feel like when I'm meditating, I can see all my little emotions and I can pick and choose which one I want to entertain, which one I don't want to entertain. And sometimes I don't choose any of them and I just watch them, right? So that's what I mean by being above it. And if I can put it in a bigger picture, like we're here in this room, right? There's apartments around us, um, but there's also the sky, right? And if we think about things that are on earth physically, that might be about 20% of the earth. That could be like our minds, or the activities that we play in our heads from day to day, but we forget there's the sky. And that actually is the biggest picture, you know? That's 80%. So I think our subconscious mind is like that 80%. You know, when we can learn to like trust that subconscious mind, um, we develop a better relationship through it, through working on mental toughness. And I know I went on a long tangent about meditation, but meditation strengthens your mind. Um, just focusing on your breath and then retreating to your breath in an everyday experience and you don't even know it because you're training your subconscious to do it um, consistently. So meditation, can't stress that enough. Um, and I know maybe like the second time I was really facing depression, I just started coloring, man. Um, I just needed to see color again. I know Jim Carrey says that <laughs> in one of his videos. I just needed to see color. But it's right, because if you can kind of define your moment through imagination on a piece of paper, it's like you're creating a new pathway for you to exist upon, right? And right. it's not negative. Um, so I just kept on coloring, kept on coloring, and I'm still coloring, right? Um, and it makes me feel like a kid again sometimes. And I don't remember ever being sad unless it was something trivial when I was a kid. Absolutely. 